Hey, everybody, this is Stormy Lee, a.k.a. Queen of the Southeast, a.k.a. one half of the Bonnie and Clyde of Professional Wrestling, and you are listening to Overthrow Podcast. It is episode 114, and we are getting ready for Survivor Series the only way we know how to. All wrestling trivia with co-host of the Trivia Warfare podcast, Chris Hollister. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And joining us tonight to help us do um, an all-wrestling trivia episode is my friend from the Trivial Warfare Podcast, Chris Hollister. Chris, it's great to have you here, and how excited are you for what we're getting this weekend? Oh, man, Derek, Dan, thank you so much again for having me on the show. I am pumped up. Not only do we get what I think might be a really great Survivor Series, but also freaking War Games is back. Are you kidding me? I am just pumped up, especially it's going to be NXT style, which NXT is my favorite brand right now, so I'm ready for it. Well, uh, on that topic, we're just going to jump right into predictions on the show. We will start with NXT. Uh, Dan, Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Who you got? I think Ono is going to go over on that one. Um you know they they need to start building Ono up because uh, I got a feeling if uh, if they don't, then he's going to be out the door and going to be disgruntled just like a lot of other guys. I so, agree. Um, Chris, who you got? I tell you what, man, I've had the privilege of now being able because living in Florida, seeing uh, NXT live a couple times, and I've seen both Ono and uh, Lars Sullivan on there. And uh, my buddy Ben, who's on the Trivia Warfare podcast, his favorite guy is Lars Sullivan, and for a good reason. That dude is a beast, and I'm going with Lars all the way. All right. I got to go with Ono. It's like Dan said, it's time for him to start getting some wins because he's got he's got to get ready for a title run. I think he's too big of a name to not be going for the NXT title there. Uh, let's see. Next match, we have got... Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Patrick from Tough Enough. Um, I am. I, this has. This has. A, this match has a ton of potential. I am going to take Black though to win. I'm going to say that there's going to be a disqualification here of some kind. You know, I think um, I see Velveteen Dream getting his uh, getting his disqualification. Um, over just, you know, something petty, you know, I see something heel going on there and, uh, him just getting disqualified or, you know, somehow they get a draw out of that. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a definite winner on that one because they don't want to hurt Alistair Black and they don't want to hurt the Velveteen Dream push either. So, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be some shady goings on in this match. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, I think Velveteen Dream may get the he might get a win on a technicality, but it won't be a it won't be a definite, you know, over the top win of any kind or over, you know. Okay. Okay. Chris, who you got? 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Alistair Black. Uh, as much as Dan made some great points, uh, I just honestly I still see uh, I still see Velveteen Dream as a jobber, and I think it's just going to steamroll him. Okay, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Almas with Zelina Vega for the NXT Championship match. Chris, who you got? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Drew McIntyre. I don't see them taking the uh, the belt off of him quite yet. I think they're going to wait until Adam Cole. Uh, great, great prediction there, Dan. Who you got? Um, I see Drew McIntyre as well. Um, right. You know, uh, I agree totally with uh, Chris. I said, "Yep, we're going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre for the win on that one." And uh, you know, Adam Cole's the main uh, focus. For him and him and Adam Cole are the main focus for the title right now. So I don't see him losing it. All right. And then we have a fatal four-way match for the vacant NXT Women's Championship match. Ember Moon versus Kyrie Sane versus Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce. Hoyce. Whatever. However you say her name. Royce. 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 <laughs> Royce whatever. The stripper. <laughs> no, wait. Billy Kay is the stripper. Part of the that's iconic right. duo. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. I am going to take... I think I'm going to... Man, this is kind of a hard one to call here, but I'm going to put it on the pirate princess, Kyrie Sane. If I had to narrow it down to two, it would either be Kyrie Sane or Ember Moon. Um, Ember Moon was on a hot roll there for a minute before she got injured, right before she was going into that uh, title match with Asuka, um, or feuding back and forth with Asuka, really. Um, so, you know... I think I'm going to have to say Kyrie Sane has has the push going into this match. So I think she's got the momentum and I think she'll take the title going out of it. Okay, Chris. I think it's going to be Ember Moon. I really do. Now mind you, I think the last couple times I've been on the show or at least the last time that we made predictions, I said that Ember Moon was going to beat Oscar <laughs> and I was horribly horribly wrong there. But I just, they've set her up so well to win the title this time around. I don't see why they, why she won't. It wouldn't surprise me even if Peyton Royce walked out with the belt. Okay. I mean, that'd be an interesting heel move for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, what I'm going to guess has to be the main event of the evening, the return of War Games. The authors, yeah. the authors of Pain, Ackerman Razor versus Roderick Strong versus Sanity, or I'm sorry, the Authors of Pain and Ro uh, Roderick Strong versus Sanity, which would be, uh, that's going to be Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane versus the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Holy crap. This match is going to be so much fun. And, and, you know, I've already seen people on the internet uh, complaining because there's going to be no top on the war games, but if you go back and watch the original war games match in WCW, they didn't have a top on that cage either. Well, I think, I think mainly the reason they're getting rid of the top is it lets the guys jump off the top. Yeah. So, I mean, it, adding that it makes perfect, it sense. Makes perfect sense. Cause I mean, if you look back to past war games, when they had the roof on the cage and freaking Sid Vicious is trying to powerbomb Brian Pillman. He can't even pick him up in a powerbomb because every time he picks him up in a powerbomb, Brian Pillman hits the top of the cage. And he doesn't even get him all the way up or even halfway up before his legs hit the top of the cage. 
So, you know, it makes sense that they removed the roof of the cage because it's just a, it's just in the way, you know, it's in the way. And, you know, there's no escaping the cage to win. So having a roof on the cage is just, you know, again, it's in the way. I agree. I agree. Uh, who you got to win the match, Dan? Undisputed era. No doubt about it. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I completely agree with Dan. I wore my Undisputed Era shirt tonight just for that reason. And not only that, but also they really have not done anything with them yet. They've come out, they've beat a few people up here and there, but they've also looked kind of bad too. I think this sets them up on a on a really good long run right now. So, yeah, Undisputed Era. And I'd just like to say everybody's on a War Games kick in the last month. We, we just had a War Games match over here in Johnson City not two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And we just announced another war games match for Kingsport. So, (laughs) well, I am going to take undisputed era to win. And on top of that, Roderick Stong is going to turn on authors of pain and join the undisputed era. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, he was, he's a ring of honor guy too. And it just makes it, it writes itself. Let's move on to, uh, we can just fly through the survivor series predictions. Uh, we've got on the pre-show Enzo versus Kalisto for a cruiserweight tag. Chris, who you got? I don't really give a crap. (laughs) (laughs) That's the easiest prediction to make. I'm sorry. I just, uh, anytime you say Enzo, I go to sleep. I just, I'm just done with that dude. This Uh, is, so can I abstain? (laughs) As for your prediction, I'm going to say does not give. Oh, yes, does not give a crap. Is this for the title? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see Enzo. I see Enzo keeping the title for the foreseeable future. But and I'll tell you, Enzo's got a lot going for him right now. Going to two hundred five live may very well been the best thing for him. You know, because it, it he's so good on the mic. No matter how annoying he is, you know, he's so freaking good on the mic. So, to me, Enzo is gold in 205 Live. He's going to keep the interest going in the brand of 205 Live. You know, and I see him walking out with the title. Okay, so you're taking Enzo. And I'm going to take Enzo as well. And from what I hear, 205 Live is only going to get more annoying because Rockstar Spud is supposed to be coming over to <laughs> Oh, I heard that Live. too, man. Holy crap. Uh, let's see. Intercontinental Champion, The Miz versus United States Champion, Baron Corbin. And The Miz will have The Miz Taraj with them. Dan, who you got? I'd say Miz on this one. I, th- I think the numbers game will play into everything. Uh, Bo Dallas is back, isn't he? Yep. So yeah, I see the numbers game playing into playing into that. Unless Baron Corbin walks out with some other people, which I doubt he will. No, uh, he's the lone wolf. It wouldn't make sense. Exactly. Uh, Chris, who you got? I hope to God it's the Miz. I'm honestly one of my biggest pet peeves with the WWE right now is how badly used the Miz is being. Completely You've got one of the best heels. Do you like him or not? He's an amazing heel for Raw, and he's just being so badly used. It's just people need to be fired over it. I agree. It's that bad. He's being that badly used. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. For someone that's being as badly used as he is, you sit up and take notice whenever he grabs a microphone or whenever he's on TV. So Completely agree. Yeah. I'm going to take Corbin to win. 
just because. Oh wow! I'm going to take Corbin to win because they don't care about the Miz. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I really uh, can't. We will move to uh, let's see the Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus versus SmackDown Team Tag Team Champions the Usos. Chris, who you got? It would not surprise me one bit if this steals the show um, that night. I mean, these two guys—I mean, the two teams just kill each other. But I'm going with Usos. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Usos on that one too. Um, that and yeah, that's gonna be a show stealer. I'm taking Cesaro and Sheamus. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Any reason, or are you just disagreeing with us? <laughs> no. Well, uh, I there's gonna be certain time like if if I'm predicting. Um, Baron Corbin to win his match, then you know they're going to try to keep it somewhat balanced, and that's yeah. another way to keep it balanced. Yeah, right you're right. There. That's kind of what I've got going through my head too. You know, is like keep it balanced back and forth, and you know maybe the Survivor Series matches pull the pull the weight of you know the finals, the final score, you know, and the bragging rights of the brand that wins or whatever. Right. Uh, the Shield versus the New Day. I am going to take. Uh, I didn't write down y'all's predictions. Usos, you said Usos. I'm going to take the Shield to win this one. They're going to let the big dog look great in this pay-per-view. Yep, Shield. I completely agree, Shield. Shield. Uh, let's do next. Let's do the one of the first, uh, one of the only Survivor Series matches on Survivor on the Survivor Series card. The Raw ladies versus the SmackDown ladies, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bayley versus Becky Lynch. Uh, let's see. Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and to be to be determined. <laughs> to be announced. To be announced. Yeah. So Yeah, they're announcing it like right before the uh, right before the match on Survivor Series, oddly it's enough. It's Paige. You think it's Paige? Yeah, I bet it's Paige. Yeah. Well she was she's supposed to yeah, come back it's... on the Raw brand, but now she screwed that up. Um you know, could it be an NXT call-up? It very well could be. Maybe, maybe. If it's not, if it's not Paige, it needs to be Natalia. Natalia has been doing a really good job over the course of the last few months. Yes, especially as champ. And now that she's not even going to freaking be on the show, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I am going to take. Man, this is this is actually a hard one to call. I'm going to go with the Raw women on this one. I'm going to go with the SmackDown women. Yeah, I'm going SmackDown Women too because I well we'll talk about the men's in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to uh, the other. I think I've we've done the other uh, SmackDown match, which is Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H versus Shane McMahon. Uh, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. Raw versus SmackDown. That's a hell of a SmackDown team. This yeah. when this has got me excited, especially when um, they announced Triple H was coming back for this match. Mm-hmm. This got me pumped. I was like, "This is that's that's a hell of a two teams right there." Yeah. Um, yeah. I picked the Raw women to win, so I got. I guess. Yeah, I got it. I think the SmackDown men are somehow gonna are gonna pull this one off. I hate that pick too. See, and I think Raw's gonna win because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is gonna come out and punk Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. I have the Raw winning. You know I, what? If one thing they should have done was um, 
when Shane did under siege, because I don't think Sammy and Kevin were part of that, uh, they should have said, yeah, we didn't participate, and this just goes to show Shane McMahon's a dick. <laughs> it, I mean, it just writes oh, you're itself. You got to bleep that out, man. <laughs> I have to bleep out. I have to bleep out. D I C K. I don't know. That's up to you. I uh, I don't. I don't think he was talking about Richard. Yeah, Richard. He's, he was being a Richard. He was being Richard. Dan, who are you gonna take? Um, let's see. I took the SmackDown Women, so I think I'm gonna have to take the Raw Men. Yeah, you're using my logic against me now. Yep. I'm picking the exact opposite you are. <laughs> which leaves me, which I believe we've covered everything else. We've got Brock Lesnar taking on AJ Styles. Uh, when AJ Styles won the World Heavyweight Championship, I was pumped because I knew, holy, holy crap, crap, we're going to get, get Brock, Brock versus, versus AJ, AJ at freaking Survivor Series. Series. That, that is incredible. incredible. Well... I'm thinking more along the lines of there's going to be a lot of interference in this match. Cause if it's the main event, you know, and they, it, it all comes down to, you know, bragging rights over who's champion beat who's champion. You know, I see a lot of interference in this match. I honestly do. Like I see a ref bump and I see there a lot happening during the ref bump. Um, and, D- and Earl Hebner comes back to make a pinfall. Hey, yeah. Derek, hey, Derek, real quick, you got an effect on where you're echoing like Yeah, crazy. something happened. I'll re- we'll reset here on GarageBand here in just a sec. Sorry, folks, I'll get that fixed. Uh, Dan, who are you going to take it to win? Uh, it's going to have to be Brock, you know, because Brock's just simply destroyed everybody he's gone against in the last, you know, since Goldberg. Right. Um, so, you know, it's it's got to be Brock. Okay. Just Chris. to keep that going. See, and I think it's going to be AJ. I really do. I think they brought him in for a reason. And then also, it seems like Brock really respects it. Well, except for Randy Orton, which I'm sure Derek's okay with. He really seems to respect the old guys. Because, like, Samoa Joe, he really he treated him really well in that in that uh, in their match a couple of months ago. I think it's going to be the same thing with AJ, and I would not surprise me one bit. But, Dan, I think you're 100% correct. There's going to be some shenanigans going on throughout that whole match. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to take Brock to win, which is really surprising given me, with, given my history that I'm really not a big Brock guy. So that's it for our predictions. Oh, go ahead. Actually, Derek, there's one more match. You forgot about the women's ma- uh, champions. Oh, I did? Oh, Alexa Bliss versus yeah. Charlotte Flair. Um. I'm going to take Bliss to win. And I'm giddy about this match. I'm so giddy about this match because, I I mean, even though I like Natalia and I like her as the champ, uh, the fact that we really – I don't think we've ever seen an Alexa Bliss-Charlotte match before. I don't think we've always been on opposite shows. I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. Yeah, and so – and I have no idea who's going to win this one, man. Uh, I'm going to just – I'm going to say Charlotte, but just – but I'm going to – I'm just going to say because I flipped the coin. I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to take Alexa. Dan? Um, Alexa's on a roll. I'm going to take Alexa. Cool. And Charlotte just won the title, didn't she? She did. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's Tuesday. Well, we're going to reset here, get ready for a trivia. Stick around. We will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Can you feel it, sir? It's time. For a little bit of 
Trivia time. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time we are going to hand off the show to Chris. It is going to be Derek taking on Dan one on one. Mike couldn't be here this week to defend his championship, so we'll have to do the whoever wins this will be an interim champion and then So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> So there will be an inter- there will be an interim ladder out. We're putting the belt on a rope, and it's a ladder match for the championship. There will be an interim <laughs> champion, and then when Mike comes back for the next one, it's go- they're going we're going to have a unified champion. Ah, oh, very nice. So um, you know, pulling some Jerry Lawler there logic there. As long as I get two belts. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, did you know um, they're doing a show up here in Memphis now on Channel Thirty? And it is uh, Memphis Wrestling with Jerry Lawler. Like, he's all going back, and he has guests on. They ch- watch old wrestling matches from the Coliseum and TV, Channel 5 yes. now. Yes, I've seen I've seen um, clips and stuff. Uh, I've actually seen clips from behind the scenes on that because some of my friends are working behind the scenes on that. And, um, you know, it's cool to see uh, Bill and Jerry on the show together, um, you know, and just talking about, you know, matches that they had too. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're not a Memphis wrestling fan, it's a hard watch. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see. Cause I mean, this, this was back in the old VCR recording days, you know, Well, not only that, <laughs> but it's kind of hard. I don't know. I would structure it a little different the way they do it. Uh-huh. Like they're doing comment. They're talking over their matches and I, I don't know. There's, there's just a, the flow isn't there yet. Now, granted, this was the first episode, and they have you know tons of time to work on it and perfect their craft. But that first episode was a little rough, just because just the the flow of it was kind of weird. Yeah. So anyway, that being said, we are going to turn our turn the show over to our trivia host, Mister Hollister from the Trivial Warfare Podcast. Uh, Chris, let's see how many questions or how many points you get this week with your tough questions. All right, sounds good. Well, first, like we do in every Trivia Warfare episode, we start with a warm it up question. Ah, a warm it up question. Question, man, backgum it. A warm it up Chris question. And so, gentlemen, your warm it up Chris question of the episode is: I want you to. Um, this is from WhatCulture.com, and and I I had an idea for this question, and I had to scrub through the internet uh, the internet just to try to find it. So you're going to have to forgive me for this website, but the website is called whatculture.com and they rated the 10 best women wrestlers in the WWF WWE of all time. So I want you to give me the top 10 best women wrestlers of all time for the WWF and WWE. Dan, so let, Dan oh, yeah, you go first, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, Trish Stratus is definitely on that list. Number one with a bullet. All right. Derek. Mo- got? Fabulous Moolah. Fabulous Moolah, number five on the list. All right. So one for one, guys. You're doing good. <laughs> Dan. Uh, Lita. Lita's number two. So Dan's got one. He's got two. All right. Derek. Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze, number three. Good job. All right, Dan. Okay. Uh, 
Jacqueline. Jacqueline actually is she's on the list. She's in the twenties, but not in the top ten. Hall of Famer, man. Come on. <laughs> There's a lot of good names on this list, my friend. A lot of good names. All right, Derek. Uh, Wendy Richter. What are you thinking? Wendy Richter. Wendy Richter, actually, she's number 12 on the list. Oh. So she did not make the top 10. Oh, wow. 11. I'm sorry. Somebody else number 12. Yeah. All right. Dan. All right. Um, God. Um, Sherry Martell. Sensational Sherry. Yeah, Sensational Sherry. She was number 22 on the list, oh, but not wow. in the top 10. Mm. All right. Uh, how about we go a couple more rounds, and then we'll finish up and start in the episode. Derek. Um, Man, female wrestlers. Top female wrestlers. Uh, You know. Oh, Mae Young. Duh. May Young was actually in the top 15, but what? not in the top 10. Uh, I was a little shocked at that, too. One of the toughest res- women yeah. wrestlers ever, and she can't make the top 10? Hey, I had to choose a list where you guys were going to get pissed off about it a little bit. Come yeah, on, Mickey well, James. Mickey James, number four on the list. There we go. Right. You're back, baby. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, Derek? What was Molly Holly? Molly Holly's in the top 25, but not in the top Jeezy 10. peasy. All right. Let's do two more rounds, and then we'll finish up. So, Dan, what are you thinking? Um, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, number nine on the Great list. One. Good job. Nice. All right, Derek. Um, oh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Victoria. Oh, good one. Victoria, number 25 on the Jeezy, list. Jeezy, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to have remember if, that. If Michelle McCool's on this list, I'm going to be pissed. No, actually, Michelle McCool's not on the list. Good, good, good to hear. Good to hear. Even though I just gave okay. Dana a clue, but I doubt yeah. you would guess All right. Michelle McCool. Dan, what's your last pick? Layla. Layla. Actually, Layla was not in the top 25 either, and I okay, was Okay, now, this list sucks because she was the one with the longest tenure. That's true. That's very, very true. All right, Derek. Last one before we started this. Um, Natalia. I don't. I mean, to me, she'd have to be on there. Natalia, number ten on the list. There Good job. Go. <laughs> All right. So the list is according to WhatCulture.com: Trish Stratus at one, two Lita, three Alundra Blaze, four Mickey James, five Fabulous Mula, six China, oh, seven. No. Seven, AJ Lee. Oh, Eight, yeah. Nikki Bella. Nine, Beth yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, and then 10, Natalia. Uh, number 12 was Gail Kim. Wow. 14, Sasha Banks. 17 was Charlotte. 23 <laughs> was Paige. And 24 was Bailey. So, so they're going to yeah. tell, they're telling me Nikki Bella was a better wrestler than Jacqueline. The only reason that Nikki Bella is on that list is because she held the title for so long. There's no uh, way yeah, you can ever call her a wrestler. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a fun I list. I completely though. agree. That was a fun list. So, all right. Yeah. And plus it gets your blood boiling. So now you're officially warmed <laughs> up for the uh, for some trivia. 
Ah! All right. <laughs> See? You got all the crap out. Now you're going to answer. I'm so pissed off. Give me something else to answer. <laughs> Give me a steel chair. Devon, get the tables. All right. So uh, before we start, I want to thank uh, uh, Scott Barber, who I call the TWA or the Trivial Warfare Army Historian, for helping me write some of these questions. I, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of getting um, some writer's block, mm -hmm. and uh, luckily I had a fresh arm come in and help out. So, Scott, <laughs> you're the man. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Scott. All right. Round one, question one. The category is The Nature Boy. Woo! <laughs> and your question is, what wrestler who had the nickname Nature Boy was under J.J. Dillon's management when he won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship from Terry Taylor at Starcade 85. I'm locked in. All right. Dan, you can talk it out. I, I repeat the question now. Um, Absolutely. What wrestler who had the nickname Nature Boy was under J.J. Dillon's management when he won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship from Terry Taylor at Starcade 85? Man, Terry Taylor wrestled in 85. How old was that guy? He was a good wrestler, too. Yes, he was. The Red Rooster. I, I hated the Red Rooster gimmick, but he we was, all did. He was such a Trust good wrestler. Me. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, shoot, Nature Boy Ric Flair. You're going to go with Ric Flair? Yeah. All right. Derek, what was your answer? I said Buddy Landell. All right. So we got a little dispute here. The answer is. Buddy Landell. Yeah. Boom, baby. Boom. <laughs> That's oh, one. Man, except, for, except for on the scorecard, I was just trying to give Dan the 10 points, not you, Derek. All right. I fixed it. I fixed you, can it. Give it you can give it to me. It. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to need it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Your question two in round one, the category is the WWE Intercontinental Championship Part 1. Yes, there will be a Part 2 later on. <laughs> Your question is, as of today, which wrestler has the highest number of reigns as the Intercontinental Championship? Or as the Intercontinental Champion, excuse me. I am mm -hmm. locked in. All right. Dan, you get to talk about it a little bit more now. Highest number of reigns. Yes. In other words, not days, but the number of reigns. And Derek, did that change your, uh, your answer at all? Nope. In other words, the number of times that the strap's been on them, not days. Hmm. Well, shoot, I'll go. I'll I'll go with the Miz because he he's held the Intercontinental title on multiple occasions. All right, it's probably yeah, not. It's probably not right. <laughs> All right, Derek, what are you thinking? Usually, I would get this question wrong because I wouldn't pick him, but I said Chris Jericho. All right. Well, the Miz has seven reigns as the champion, and he, unfortunately for Dan, is number two on the list, and number one on the list with number with nine of them, Chris Jericho. Boom, baby! Derek is correct. I'm off to a hot <laughs> yeah, fucking start. Derek's Look, what you call a little shit. excited right now. You know, it, 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 I don't know why Derek gets that way because I always lose, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well usually the first time we did this, Dan, you ran rough shot over everybody until the very end. So. Yeah, I know. So, you know, even if I'm winning, I'm losing. So, <laughs> all right. So, Derek, you're feeling pretty good, aren't you? 
Uh, uh, the warm it up, Chris question got me going. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, your last question, round one. Category is spoiler alert. Question is, W announcer advised the listeners on the live Nitro performance on January fourth, nineteen ninety nine, that mankind had won the WWF Heavyweight Championship. It led to thousands of people turning off their turning off Nitro I'm to watch in. Foley win that title. Okay, he's locked in. Derek, talk about it. Yeah, I, some of the question kind of cut out on me. Can you repeat it? Sure, absolutely. It's a little wordy. So uh, I said, what WC, uh, what WCW announcer advised the listeners on a live Nitro on January fourth, nineteen ninety nine, that Mankind had won the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I remember that night because that was also, um, and it's crazy that these two events happened on the same Nitro, but that was also the night of the finger poke of doom, and the announcer was Tony Schiavone. Okay. And Dan, what was your Tony answer? Tony Schiavone. All right, and the answer is Tony Schiavone. Well done, both of you. <laughs> I loved his response to the finger poke of doom too. He's like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> that was everyone's response to the finger poke of doom. I, t- I tell you what, if you've ever one of the best uh, wrestling autobiographies is "Have a Nice Day," and I love listening to Mick talk about that that day because of how devastated he was when uh, because he considered Tony Schiavone a friend he was just devastated that that happened and then the next day i guess vince called him up to tell him about the ratings and how just like justified he felt mm-hmm. and uh it's just that was a cool chapter in his book for sure yeah great call bischoff so all right <laughs> all right guys so go uh so after round uh the first round Derek, perfect score 30 dan you got 10 but you're on the board yeah, i'm there <laughs> All right, so round two, question one. Category is, that'll put a lot of butts in the seats. (laughs) And your question is, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas, broke a long-standing record for attendance for WrestleMania with 101,763 reported people. Which WrestleMania did WrestleMania 32 surpass for the record? I'm locked in. Oh, I hate it. Try, trying to remember these WrestleMania questions. Uh, and please, and note that I said reported people because there, I know there's a lot of people that disputed the 101,000 right. people that were there. Um, so WrestleMania 3 is kind of poking out in my head. And for some reason, I almost want to say WrestleMania 17, or I mean um, 27 as well. But I'm going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to go with WrestleMania 3. Okay, WrestleMania 3. Dan, what do you have? WrestleMania 3. It was in the Pontiac Silverdome. The answer is WrestleMania 3. In the Superdome, brother. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was classic. That was so good. What was that, 32 that he did that, or 31? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Good job, Hogan. All right. Question two and round two. Category is... Obligatory TWA question. <laughs> and your question is, by what other name did Jay Lethal go by in 2007 while wrestling for TWA? 
TWA or TNA? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, I, ah, I botched it up. Darn it. Category is obligatory TNA question, not TWA. Oh, that's terrible. I'm taking my own show, darn it. Okay, category obligatory TNA question. Uh, I was like, I'm I've never idiot. heard of this wrestling company before. I, I'm an idiot. Oh, all right, TNA. Actually, I'm changing it on my page right now, as a matter of fact. Okay. So, by what other name... Did Jay Lethal go by in 2007 while wrestling for TNA? Total nonstop action. I'm locked in. All right. Dan's locked in. Uh, Eric, you can talk it out. I I really, th- this is in an era where I didn't know the first thing about TNA, and I knew this was a wrestler in TNA, but I could be wrong. I said homicide. Homicide? All right. And Dan, what do you have? I got black machismo. And the answer is That's so Black right. Machismo. That is so right. And as soon as you said it, <laughs> the light went off because he was a cross yep. between he was like Savage, basically, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was one of the best Randy Savage impersonations you'll ever hear. It he is does, awesome. He does the best impressions on anybody. Yeah, he did a great Ric Flair. Really does. Too, in front of Ric Flair. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, well, that was one of the things that Scott was telling me about is there's a great YouTube video where he goes back and forth doing Ric Flair and Macho Man. Yes. If you get a chance to go out there and watch it, just do it. Just enjoy because you will laugh your butt off. It is awesome. <laughs> I think I may have just peaked so, too early yeah, as in soon this as, podcast today. Man, all I know is we had a great conversation about Black Machismo, and I was like, I have to put that in the show. I have to. That's a great. That was a great question. Thanks, Scott. So, all right, uh, your question three category is music. Music. And your question is, thank you. <laughs> your question is, traditionally, either America the Beautiful or the Star Spangled Banner has been sung to open every WrestleMania except one. Mm. With WrestleMania six, neither of those were sung. What song was sung to open that pay-per-view? I'm locked in. So again, uh, it was WrestleMania six. Did not have America the Beautiful. I'm locked in. in. Okay. Wow. Dan got it quick. Yeah, I locked in. Think about it. It's like, bam. Oh, you locked in. Okay. So uh, Derek, Dan's uh, or actually Dan. Derek's talked a little bit. So why don't you talk real fast? Oh, you want me to go first? Um, Yes, please. Well, it was in Canada. At the Sky Dome. So they did the Canadian National Anthem. All right. And it was WrestleMania Derek. 6, yeah. So, yeah, um, the one th- reason why I remember this is, first off, I was so excited for WrestleMania 6 because seeing Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior wrestle was like two real-life comic book action heroes going against each other in real life. And the reason why I knew it was in Canada is because Edge was at that WrestleMania which Edge is Canadian, so I said, Oh, Canada. And the answer is, Oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right, you America's guys. Well hat. Done. <laughs> I had to think I've for a minute. I was like, I had to think for a minute, and I was like, <laughs> WrestleMania 6, why would they have said something different? Oh, what is it in the United States? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Into the third round, Derek's still on top 50, but Dan is coming on strong with 40. So, all right. 
the next uh the question uh one in round three category is who wasn't in the nwo <laughs> that's a good question. question is that's a damn good question <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a hell. That's that a, that a three-hour conversation on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. See, I'm just giving you guys ideas left and right right now. So, um, all right, and that was Scott's idea for a category. I loved it. It was perfect. All right, the question is: What former wrestler turned commentator joined the NWO during the Scott Hall Larry Zbysko match at WCW NWO sold out on January 24th, 1998? I'm noticing a lot of these questions are very wordy, so I apologize for that. If you need me to repeat, I'm lo- let me know. I think I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Uh, All right, he's locked in. So Derek, talk it out. Oh man, uh, former commentators that joined the NWO. It was Larry, former wrestler that turned commentator. Former former wrestler, Larry Zabisco did a lot of commentating uh, for the NWO, but I don't believe it was him. Um. Uh, millionaire Ted, or not Millionaire Ted, but Ted DiBiase. I don't think he ever went into commentating. Uh, man, this is a tough one. Got to remember watching old WCW shows. Eric Bischoff joined the NWO, but he was never a former wrestler. Um, man, former wrestler turned commentator for WCW. See, why can I only remember Tony Schiavone, uh, Mike Tanay, and Larry Zabisco on a... I'm just going to have... He's the only former wrestler that was on WCW commentary. I'm going to say Larry Zabisco. Okay. So, you know he was in the question, right? Because it was during the Scott Hall-Larry Zabisco match. Well, crap on a cracker. Crap on a cracker. Pay attention. That might be why the name came in your head. Crap on a cracker. All right. Do I am I well, still you, stuck with that answer? Technically you locked in. I'm gonna let Dan make that decision if he's okay with letting you give another guess. And not saying it's right or wrong. I'll let you, I'll let you have another one. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Um <laughs> joined the NWO commentator, former wrestler, commentator. Mongo McMichaels. All right. That your, that's your locked-in answer? Yeah, I'm sticking with Mongo McMichaels. My bad. Okay. Sorry on that last one. All right. No, you're all good, man. Dan, what were you thinking? I'm thinking Dusty Rhodes. Damn it! And the answer is the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan just gave Derek the elbow. <laughs> oh, you, golly, you're right, and you just brought back in it. I, like I said, I think I peaked in the second round. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on tilt now. Hey, there's a lot of good questions in there, so let's let's just not worry about that right now. Damn let's simmer it. down now. Dusty Rose. <laughs> All right. Question two in round three. The category is before they were stars, if you will. Question is, while Dolph Ziggler is currently a well-known WWE superstar, he's formerly a member of the Spirit Squad. What member of the Spirit Squad was he? I'm locked in. Okay. Derek? Kenny was the real skinny one that was the kind of the de facto leader. Mike would have gotten this question right off the bat. Um, 
Mikey was one of them. Nikki, that's it. He was Nikki. That's why I'm going to stick with All Nikki. Right. And with Nikki. Dan, what do you have? I think it was Nikki, too. Okay. And the answer is Nikki. Okay. I'm back, baby. Because I remember him <laughs> specifically. They had that Titantron where everybody went and said their names, and it was nothing but their face on the screen, you know? <laughs> yes. And I specifically remember Dolph Ziggler's face going, Nikki! <laughs> and there are two other guys that I just can't remember the their names. Oh, that's awesome. Well, there was like five of them, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think they were in their own Survivor Series match at one point in time. Yep. It's just scary enough as it is. All right. Question before uh, before the midpoint. The category is firsts. What pay-per-view had the first ever tables, ladders, and chairs match in the year 2000? Hmm. I got Conan O'Brien in my head going, in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, the question again is, what pay-per-view had the first ever Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match in the year 2000? In the year 2000! <laughs> in the year 2000! <laughs> in the year 2000, men will find out why women go into the bathroom in pairs. To ma- <laughs> Hold on, I can't even add it. <laughs> to make oh, out! Right, they, did that, they did that bit in like... Two in 2003, they just kept going on. Yep, yep. <laughs> I am locked in with an answer. You're locked in, yes, sir. Okay, Dan, you can talk it out. It's hard to believe that the first one was in 2000. 2000, in the year 2000. <laughs> I'm so I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> that was really good, Derek. Oh, god. Um, Does somebody right. have to kick I'm, in the tender I'm, region for that? I'm thinking it's WrestleMania 2000. All right. Is that your locked-in answer? That's uh, going to have to be, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Derek? I said um, SummerSlam because I think the second TLC match was at WrestleMania. All right. Defeated the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. In SummerSlam. Mm. In Good the job. year 2000. <laughs> oh, that's really good. All right. <laughs> so, going into going into the midpoint, Derek has 70. Dan has 60. I'm All right. So first battle. All right, and your war games mid or excuse me, your midpoint question category is war games. War games. War games. So guys, so guys get a, uh, if you don't have it, get a piece of paper and a pen out. Your question is: War games is returning to wrestling for the first time since 2000. NXT reviving the double caged ring. The first war games took place during the Great American Bash, July 4th, 1987, for four points each. Name the five winner, uh, the five winners of the first war games. For one point each for a bonus, name the five losers that were in the same match. So the big thing is, is I need the five winners so that you can get four points each. And if you want some bonus points, name the five losers. Was there uh, a year in that question at all? Just out of curiosity. 
Yeah, July Great American Bash, July fourth, nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Wow. Did I just bring the thunder a little bit here? No, that's a good question. Scott uh knocked this one out of the ballpark. I am locked in with five answers. Okay. Did you want to do the other five for bonus points? I had to scratch my brain to try to even guess the five that I got that won the match. Okay. If you want, I could even take out the the, the five bo- the bonus point part. I just thought that might be No, fun. no, no, no. Dan, if Dan can get it, okay. let him get it. Yeah. All right. Then would I have to get so all Dan, five of them t- to can... – Would I have to get no, all no. five of them to get a point? No, no, no. Uh, th- no, in the midpoint, uh, you uh, you get four points each for every right answer. Oh, okay. You can talk it out now, too. Derek said he's locked in with the five winners. He's not going with the losers. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of past uh, war games here and pictures in my head of who I've seen face each other at war games. I've been looking so long at these pictures of you <laughs> that I almost believe that they're real. Disintegration was such a great album. Now, every time I hear Disintegration, I just think of Ant Man. <laughs> I think uh, I always think of um, South Park with Mecha Streisand. Oh my gosh! Oh, so good. See you, Robert Smith. So, Disintegration so was the greatest album ever. <laughs> Mecha Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Mecca Sydney Portier. All right. I think I've got everybody. All right. Let's I'm going to give it a stab here. Okay. Talk about the winners first. For okay. Uh, the winning team. And if I remember correctly, it was a weird ending to that match. But uh, Sting, Brian Pillman, Shane Douglas, and I couldn't remember really the last two. So I, could, I took a stab at it. Uh, with uh, Rick and Scott Steiner, okay, Steiner brothers, All um, right. and I said the losers uh, was Sid Vicious, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Tully Blanchard. Okay. All right. And Derek, what do you have? Oh, my winners are so bad now that I look back <laughs> on after hearing Dan's answers. I said Flair. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ole Anderson, and J.J. Dillon. I'm so stupid. You said those were the winners? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the winners were Road Warrior Hawk, ah. Road Warrior Animal, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, and current War Games participant in some shape or form, Paul Ellerling. Huh. And they defeated the four horsemen, which were Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and Lex Luger, along with J.J. Dillon. All right. So I got, did I get points for the losers? <laughs> you did get points for the losers. So you got Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, 
And you said JJ. Did you say JJ Dillon or Derek? No, no, said no, JJ. I did. J- Derek said JJ. I said, said vicious. All right. So you got three points for the bonus. Derek, I'm sorry because you said that they were the winners. You get zero points on that. Yeah. Yeah. So coming out of halftime, you're not feeling so warmed up anymore. Uh, Derek is still in the lead, uh, but, but Dan closed it up a little bit. Uh, the score is 70 to 63. All right. All right. Okay. So shall we continue on, or do you want to take a break for like a any kind of announcement or anything? Or I don't know. Uh, we can do some quick plugs here. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Derek, D E R I C K O V E R S E L L. I am at one dangerous Dan all spelled out and I am on Facebook dangerous Dan Matthews. And you can find me at TWA warmup, Chris on Twitter, and you can find us on the uh, trivia warfare army Facebook page. Uh, if you especially like trivia, that's a great place to go. Also be sure you check out the website, www.oversellpod.com. And while you're there, check out the Amazon link. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you already do. Um, guys, Christmas is here. Uh, it's now, you know, the specials are going to be going all over Amazon. You're going to do your Christmas shopping on Amazon anyway. Help out this podcast while you're doing it by going to www.oversellpod.com and clicking on the Amazon link. We just get a small commission on anything sold through our link, so check that out. Let's get back to the game. All right. Your round four question one category is music lyrics. Music lyrics. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Your question is, name the WWE superstar that uses the following entrance song. The lyric is, no one do her like she do her. Self-made, soul paid, doing that curve. And the uh, the lyric again is nobody do her like she do her self made soul paid doing that curb mm. superstar that uses the following that following lyric. Mm. The WWE, not NXT, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Current superstar. Yes, current superstar. We actually saw this person on an episode this week. The song played. I'll take a stab at it. I'll, I'll say I'm locked in. Okay. So there are um, two wrestlers in my head right now. That I know, you know, a lot of the female wrestlers actually don't have lyrics in their music. Um, the two that are in my head right now are um, Nia Jax and Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks, uh, I don't know how to break it down. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Nia Jax. Because I could just see that she's not like other girls. She's going to be herself, and which is which really suits what she is because she's all about body positivity and stuff like that. So I said Nia Jax. Okay. We're definitely going to find out if you're wrong or not because I'm picking Sasha Banks. <laughs> okay. 
Well, the clue in this, uh, the question was WWE superstar. The answer is Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Mm, mm. You know, she was somewhere out there, but it just sounded something like you would hear in Nia Jax music. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure I did not put wrestler on there for sure. I don't have my current, I don't have her current music in my head at all. I've just got stuff that I remembered when, when she was on TV every week. (laughs) Yeah. No, I actually had her original theme music on there and I was like, oh crap. No, she changed it up. Oh yeah. She's changed. She's definitely changed. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who it is coming out when I hear her music now. Yeah. So, all right, uh, round four, question two category is WWE Intercontinental Championship Part Two. Deuce. So we we talked about the highest number of uh, reigns a little bit ago for the Intercontinental Championship. Now we're going to say, as of today, which wrestler had the highest number of days? Champion. I'm locked, I'm locked in. in on that one. Oh, oh wow! You want okay. three? You, you said, it, you said it for, I heard you say it first, Derek. If you. Did you well, lock in? We, yeah, I'm locked in. Do we, we can three, two, one it. We can say it. Out. Chris will count us down one, two, three, or three, two, one. <laughs> and we say it together. Oh, this should be interesting. I can't. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do the three, two, one, Dan? You don't have to. You no, can just sure. have an answer. Let's do it. Count us down, Chris. All right. Three, two, one. The Miz. The Miz. We both said it. <laughs> Pedro Morales. God was 619 <laughs> combined. We both look like idiots. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I had to throw one. I thought was a hard question in there. Oh, man. That's, that's a good question. Plus, it's always fun making Derek throw something. <laughs> I really, we do need to vi- video this for people to see. Because you're animated. You get so animated. This it's great. like, you know. <laughs> you should you should you should really see it um when I lose a game of Munchkin, Chris. Oh, I can imagine. Especially right, when there's some, points by my name on that one. Especially when there's tomfoolery when I lose at Munchkin because I get really upset. I threw a dice at a dude oh, yeah. the other day. Oh wow, man! <laughs> you just we need to make sure you get all the cheating bookmarks so that you can win off those. Violent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's finish this up strong. This might be my favorite question of the night. Uh, your question three category in round four is family. One of the best gimmicks to me that ECW ever created was the Dudley Boys. Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, however, were not a part of the original Dudley Boy family, first introduced in 1995. Can you name me two out of the three members of the original Dudley Boy family? Oh, wow. Hmm. And Derek, just to let you know, my wife just got home, so you probably hear a beep in a second, which is her coming in the door. That's fine. <laughs> there ended up being nine Dudley members, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am, I'm going to lock in with oh. an answer. Okay, you okay, so you you got two answers on there for me. Yep. Okay, and if you want to name three, I'll even give you a bonus two points. I got it How was hard sound? enough getting uh it was hard <laughs> enough getting these two. Huh. All right. All right. Um so Derek's um, locked in, so Dan, you can talk it out. I'm thinking I've got of course uh everybody knows Big Dick Dudley. 
Uh, let's see here. And then, well, I'll go ahead and say it's Spike Dudley. Because I remember Spike, Spike was in there a while too. I don't know if he was in there before Bubba Ray and Devon though. Uh, but I'll put him, I'll throw him in there as my two. Okay. So you said Big Dick and Spike. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right. Derek, what did you have? Uh, I definitely said Big Dick Dudley, but I also said, um, because I believe he was, I think he was there before Bubba Ray and Devon, but I said Sign Guy Dudley. Sign Guy Dudley. Okay. I'm glad we're in the agreement on the were, Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> the, answer, the answers are Big Dick Dudley. Yep. Dudley Dudley. And Snot Dudley. Ah. Snot Dudley. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Dudley Dudley. My, well, no, actually, I'll tell you my favorite one in a second. So the members of the Dudley family were Big Dick, <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley, Chubby Dudley, my favorite one, Dances with Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, Dudley Dudley. Then Devon actually came on much later on in 1996. Spike Dudley and then Snot Dudley. I like that I question. Look. I really so, do. I gotta look me up some Snot Dudley matches. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably find maybe two on the internet, I'm sure. <laughs> so, man, unfortunately, in round four was Chris's revenge. It was Chris <laughs> with 30 points in that. I unfortunately goose egged both of y'all. Rounds. The, the, uh, Derek's still leading 70 to 63. All right, let's go into round five. Your question one category is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sweet. Oh, God. What? <laughs> it's, always, it's always the last question. It's always uh, the last question. It's not the, the last one. That, it's not the last one this time, all right? It's not. All right, your, your question is, what WWE Hall of Famer founded New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972? Oh, I might actually know that one. <laughs> Excellent. I hate have I hate scoring points for myself. I'll uh, I'll block it in. Okay. Please tell me you know this, Derek. If you don't know this, I'm I will never you know, let you forget. It's it's one of those oh, things dear. where you know it, but then you start. Oh, Antonio Anoki, uh, uh, Anoki. That's who it was. All right, you're locked in. Uh, yep, I'm going with Anoki. Okay, Dan. Antonio Inoki. And the answer is Antonio Inoki. Good it's, job, gentlemen. <laughs> I was about to say, if you did not you're off the schneid. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you don't, if, if you were trying to fire off an answer really quick, you're going to get that question wrong. You had to just let your mind kind of reset there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Good job, though. Really, really good job. Okay. <laughs> so your round two question or your round two and, and or excuse me blah, 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 your question two and round five category is literature 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 thank you and your question is what wrestler wrote the book ominously titled cheating death stealing life so the book is called cheating death stealing life but it was ominously titled by, okay by oh. what wrestler Dan's locked in, so Derek. Uh, I also believe this was a, a DVD about him. Um, uh, it was the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Okay. 
and Dan? Eddie Guerrero. We unfortunately just celebrated the, his passing a couple days ago. The answer is Eddie Guerrero. Nice job, gentlemen. We miss you, All Eddie. Right. We really do. Man, I tell you what, I imag- I can't imagine the stuff that he would have come up with even now. Oh, yeah. He would have been great just coming out and helping out other, uh, I mean, coming out and helping out other rookie wrestlers right now for sure. I could see him totally helping out in NXT. Oh, yeah. So. I, it, it, I mean, just a, the wealth of knowledge he passed away with. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't remember the exact age he passed away at, but it was kind of a young age, really. I mean, considerably a young age for, you know, the lifespan of a normal person, I know. But, um, you know, uh, just, you know, wealth of knowledge there just lost. So uh, sad to think about, you know, him and his family and everything and everything. Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Let's see. He was, um, he was 38. 38, yeah. Wow. 38. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your question three category is finishers. The question is, what legendary wrestler has been credited for creating the finisher Shooting Star Press? I'm locked in. All right. Dan, you can talk it out. Yeah, Derek sucks. Um... (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I'm going to kick myself when... I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, too, because I can't think of it. You can think you can talk about your you can talk about what's going on in your head, Dan. Well, I mean, it's like Evan, Evan Bourne, you know, I'm thinking of all the different people that have done it. You know, Evan, Evan Bourne, Paul London. Matt Seidel has such um, a beautiful shooting star press. Yeah. That dude's insane, by the way. Yes, he is. Hey, uh, I, I just found out, well, I knew we were going to do this, but I'm attending my first live WrestleMania next year. Nice. Oh, awesome. Going down into I'm, New Orleans. I'm a little meet, jealous. Me and my cousin are going are gonna to go. And they announced at Supercard of Honor there's going to be a lot of New Japan stars for the ring of honor show that weekend. So we're going to go to that as well. Oh man. That is just, I love how all the wrestling, I mean, companies are kind of coming together on that weekend just to make it an amazing weekend for just wrestling fans, period. Oh yeah. There's money to be had. So, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Might, as, might as well, everybody put on a show, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh crap. Um, well, I can't, I'm just going to have to go with Evan Bourne, uh, Matt Seidel, because that's, okay. that's just uh, that's the only person that keeps coming back to mind. All right, so Dan locks in with Matt. I know Seidel. it's I know it's not right because he's way too young, you know, <laughs> for it to for him to be the one to have invented it. But so the answer I, I went back to WCW, and there was uh, a guy who's and see now this is the point where I kick myself. It's there's, <laughs> I believe he called it the seven year itch. And he was part of Raven's flock. I said, Billy Kidman, Billy Kidman. Okay. Dan, what would you have answered? I would have said, after I, I would have said Billy Kidman too. I would okay. have said Billy Kidman too. Cause that's the first time I remember right. seeing it. 
The answer is, and again, the clue was legendary wrestler, Jushin Thunder, Thunder Liger. Liger. Damn, that's it. Damn it. That makes sense, too. But see, it's the first time I saw it was when Billy Kidman did it. Same so. here. Same here. All right. So going into the sixth round, Derek's still on top, 90 to 83. All right. And your round six question one category is also known as or AKA. And the question is, what wrestling name did April Mendez wrestle under? What wrestling name did April Mendez wrestle under? April Mendez. April Mendez. Hmm. Didn't her brothers kill her parents? Oh, wait, that was Menendez. My bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> very, very dark way of looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> What the bleep? Seriously. <laughs> um, I get points, Chris, because he creeped you out. Yeah. <laughs> real, man. I am going to lock in oh. with an answer. All right. Derek's locked in. Dan, you can talk it out. April Mendez. <clears throat> Oh, 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 um, oh, I can't think of the name that she, God, and that's going to, oh, I'm going to kick myself again because I met her. Um, I can't think of her name. It's probably not her though. Well, who are you thinking about? Oh, wait, um, you can't think of her name. Why am I asking what you... Who are you thinking about? Think one of the, not, <laughs> the, the, not the first girl that came out with Fandango, but like the second or third. And she was the Latin chick. I can't remember her name. She was kind of out. She she kind of had a Latin ethnicity to her. Um, Wasn't she British? She might have been. Not to give you. I'm a thinking more skin tone than anything else. She could have been though. She very well could have been. I can't wasn't think of she an accent. British? <laughs> she was Canadian, wasn't she? <laughs> Here, is that your wound? Let me throw some more salt in it right there for you. Jeez. Um, God. Um, was her name was her name Rosa? I can It's the it's the girl that danced with Fandango. I can't remember her name though. Da 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 da. Um. Da da. I'll say Rosa. I'll say Rosa because okay. I, 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 that's the only name I can remember that was possibly hers. 
But, yeah, I can't remember if that was her name or not. Rosa Mendez, was it? Yeah, I'll just say it that way. All right. That's, uh, I, I'm, that's probably wrong, but oh well. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Derek, what do you got? So, um, I first, like, I thought Rosa Mendez, but that would be way too easy of an answer. Um, so, I went with A.J. Lee. All right. Her name now is April Mendez Brooks. The answer is A.J. Lee. Hmm. Good job, Suck it, Derek. Dan. Suck Man. it. You deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Um, I'm actually changing up questions because I decided I didn't like the next oh, one. Oh, audibling. So you, yes. So your your uh, question two or question two in round six. The category is a faction within a faction. So before we get started, did you just um, did you just gender Mahal your questions? I kind of did a little bit here. Uh, I could give you the I could I'll no, no, give no, you the no, question no, later I, on and see if okay. you like it. Sure, but, sure, uh, sure. Faction within a faction. Anyway, yes, the category is a faction within a faction, and the question is, what is the name of the subgroup within the Bullet Club that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are currently in. members of? Locked in. You can go first, Dan. The Elite. All right, and Derek. I love when they do it, like when they're coming to the ring and they say it, the elite, the, the elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer is the elite. Nice job, gentlemen. All right. Your final category, before we go into the the dreaded gauntlet, the category is wrestling tribond. Ooh. So, yeah, I, I had to work hard on this one. I'm not going to lie. So... I want you. Uh, I want you both to give me the current name of the wrestler that had the previous uh, that had the previous three names. Okay, so give me the current name, but this wrestler and he's a current wrestler had the following names previously: High Voltage, Rawway Reaper, and Rawway is spelled R A H W A Y, and the final name is Surge. So high high voltage. Rawway Weeper. Re- oh man, I knew I was going to put that. <laughs> Rawway Reaper and Surge. I want you to give me what the current name of that wrestler is. Holy oh crap. High voltage. And the current wrestler. Current wrestler. Yeah. The current name. Yep. And, he, and this person is currently wrestling. No hint on the company. Surge. I can give you a hint on the company. That's not a problem. Dan, do you want a hint on hint on the company? <laughs> I'd you say something like, "It's got three letters." <laughs> <laughs> well, that would rule he out Lucha. A current WWE wrestler. Current WWE wrestler. And I will tell you this: No, it's not Fandango. <laughs> current WWE wrestler. High Voltage, Rawway Reaper, and Surge. This is another one where I'm going to kick myself. You're kicking yourself a lot tonight. I'm kicking myself a lot tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> mm. 
high voltage runway reaper and surge. I'll just I'll, I'll take a stab at it, Sam. Walk in. Okay. Okay. So, with the name like high voltage and a name like surge, I'm thinking it's a guy that flies around the ring. He has a lot of energy. Um, but you know, and I'm trying to think of high energy guys in the WWE. Um, like Sami Zayn is high energy, but we all know on the Indies he was El Generico for most of his career. Great name, by the way. Great yes, yes, name. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is saving the orphans in Mexico right now. Um, you know, I also started thinking like maybe someone like TJ Perkins, but we know he was, uh, who was he in TNA? Was he Crimson? He was some, or something like that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on 205 Live, guys, just because with a name like High Voltage, unless it's, you know, we know it's not, He's not in the WWE, but like I could see Mo being Mo Steagle being high voltage just because, you know, he's just <laughs> he's all over the damn place. Oh god! Um, high voltage, Rodway Reaper and Surge, Selge. What is it? How they say it in uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop. My name is Selge. Don't say Surge. You make me sound like a detergent. <laughs> high voltage, high voltage, high voltage. <sighs> Crap on a cracker, as Chris would say. <laughs> high voltage, Rodway Reaper. Third. You know what? This guy, Chris doesn't Actually, like him. Remember, Dan locked in, so you can. Yeah, I, I'm kind of good. So I'm kind of also like running into like someone like Enzo Amore, which I know you don't like him, but that would make, you know, kind of playing a little game theory here. It's like, well, wow, Chris, <laughs> Chris, could Chris put an answer in here that he, of a guy he doesn't like, because I could see him being high voltage with, you know, a high amount of energy. Um, and I, I just can't get past that right now. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Enzo Amore. I know that's probably wrong, but he's the only guy I can consider having enough energy to be someone called high voltage. Okay. Dan, what were you thinking? I'm thinking Mojo Raleigh. Okay. So we got Enzo freaking Amore and, and, and Mojo Raleigh. And the answer is the broken one, Matt Hardy. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Good, because if you was because I Mojo Raleigh sound, it's like such a great answer, such a great answer. Yeah, Matt Hardy was Surge, and uh, why he was in a w, why he did a very brief stint in WCW. Okay. So, yeah. All right. This is like I think high voltage, and I think big muscular guys. For See, some I, reason. I I think high energy, like, and I just think of somebody high energy. Yeah, I just I think know. of somebody running all over the place, just going nuts, like de- kind of like delirious in Ra- Ring of Honor. Just just to let you know, a future trivia question will be who are the two members in High Energy. Just to let you know, that will be coming one of these days. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So going into the dreaded gauntlet, lead one ten to Dan's ninety three. Uh, I'm not out of it. No, you are not. You are definitely in this. And so the gauntlet, what's going to happen is you guys are going to write down your bet. You can wager any point, <coughs> zero, 
to all of it. And in order to get those points, you have to answer all three of the gauntlet questions correctly. What were the scores again? 110 to 93. You're up by 17. <coughs> okay. Do we get the category before we put in our wagers? Actually, the category... You're right. I apologize for that. Okay, the category sure. is the Survivor Series. Well, of course it is. That's that's the whole <laughs> point of these. Duh, Derek. Which, by the way, which was Derek's recommendation for the gauntlets. <laughs> yeah, I'm so... I'm so... I got my wager locked in. All right. Circle it. And Dan, it is circled. Just let us know when you're locked. When you're, you're, and you don't have to say it out loud. Just write it down and circle it. All right. All right. And so, all right. So, guys, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and read the questions. You're just gonna write down your answers instead of saying it out loud, and then we'll go over each of the questions, and then I'll give you the answer. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Your first category, uh, your first question in the gauntlet, the category is in the beginning. The question is, who was the sole survivor when Hulk Hogan's team met Andre the Giant's team at the first ever Survivor Series main event match? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Category is cheaters never win unless they do. And the question is, who interfered in the championship match between Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker at Survivor Series 1991, allowing The Undertaker to become WWF heavyweight champion? And crazy enough, that was his one-year anniversary of, of being in the WWF. question again is who interfered in the championship match between hulk hogan and the undertaker at survivor series 1991 allowing the undertaker to become the wwf heavyweight champion i'm locked in i'm locked in as well and excuse me hold on for a second gentlemen i apologize that's all right all right and the final question of the gauntlet Allies, what WWE Hall of Famer had her final match at Survivor Series 2006? What WWE Hall of Famer had her Survivor Series fin um, final match at Survivor Series? I am going to lock in. Okay. I'll lock mine in as well. Okay. All right. So, gentlemen, now I'm going to read the questions, and you're going to go ahead and give us the answer, okay? So, the first question was, who was the sole survivor when Hulk Hogan's team met Andre the Giants team at the first ever Survivor Series main event match? Derek, what was your answer? Well, I, I used Hulk Hogan. He was in the question. <laughs> and Dan? I said Hulk Hogan as well. Okay. Second category is uh, question was who interfered in the championship match between Hulk Hogan and the undertaker at survivor series, 1991 become WWF heavyweight champion. Dan. I said, Ric Flair. All right. And Derek, I said, Yoko Zuna. 
And in the final category uh, or question, the question is, is what WWE Hall of Famer had her final match at Survivor Series 2006? Derek? I said Lita. Okay. And Dan? I said Trish Stratus. Had to be one of the two, right? So the Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, categ- uh, so we're going to go in reverse order. The Hall of Famer that had her final match at Survivor Series 2006 was Lita. Woohoo! The 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 wrestler that interfered in the championship match between Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker was her. Rick Rick Flair. And excuse me, Dan put Rick Flair. Okay, mm-hmm. no, well, and it, the you sole broke survivor. Up. Say that again. You broke up when you said the answer. Was it Rick Flair? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. And the answer, okay, the answer for the uh, uh, for the cheaters number one question was Ric Flair. Damn it! Finally, the sole survivor of the under of uh, the Hulk Hogan uh, Andre the Giant uh, match at Survivor Series, Andre the Giant. Hmm. Wow. So, all right. So now, unfortunately, neither of you guys got it. So it comes to wagers. Dan, you're uh, you're in uh, you're falling behind Derek. What was your wager? Uh, I put up uh, forty points. Forty points. Okay, so you end with fifty three. And Derek, what did you wager? So I had seventeen points to play with. I didn't play with all of them. I just played with ten of them. Oh, Derek, using a little game theory with ten points. I knew I wasn't going to get the, the question champion. right. So. Excuse me? I knew I wasn't going to get the question okay. right, so I had to be sure that mathematically I was not being dumb. Ah, so the champion with 153 of the Survivor Series trivia uh, at uh, the Oversell Podcast is Derek. Holla at your boy, baby. Oh, Derek Tropel, baby! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo, so. Now, what's funny is when Mike's won the last couple times, Derek never did that treatment for him. No, yeah, really. Not a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, you know. there's a reason for that. I hate losing. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's wrestling trivia on a stupid podcast. I don't care if it's playing Munchkin or anything with my friends or anything. I hate losing. So if I'm going to win, I'm going to rub it in your face. Suck it! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy I could be your Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? And I'm going to go I'm going to go full wrestling promo. Yeah, actually, well, Dan has, well, let me Dan, tell you Dan something, Dan. You step in a trivia ring with me, you got what you expected, and that was an ass whipping from ring post to ring post. <laughs> Don't make me cut promos on you yeah. now. Yeah, remember, I've got seven years of experience doing it. Hey, you know, I, I just I just tried to add some spice. But, man, that was a really fun game. Guys, we have got some great shows this weekend. Dan, you um, have a little bit of news with one of the promotions you work with. Why don't you go yes, ahead and tell um, the people? I have been invited to join the commentator's desk at um, Innovate Pro Wrestling. Um Right nice. now, it's just an invitation, but, uh, you know, um, they, the promoter kind of uh, tapped on me and said, hey, you've done commentary before, and I said, yes, I have, and uh, said, uh, you know, 
well, you're my new play-by-play man in, in case something else happens. So I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, you know, if so, I ever, if I'm ever up there for a show, maybe they can let me do play-by-play. You can do color, and we'll have, we'll call some matches together. Well, they they've got enough spots for three people to do commentary at the same time, maybe even four or five. So okay. you know, uh, we could add you right in. I don't think we'd have a problem. All right. Well, folks, we are going to get out of here. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I'll go last. I've got a few things to plug. Okay. Chris, who's your Superstar of the Week? I guess I'll go first. And uh, I've been kind of kicking this around a little bit. To be honest with you, I'm going to go with Billy Corrigan. I am super excited with the... Uh, with the vignettes he's been doing on YouTube for NWA to see what he's going to do with that promotion. So um, I know it's a little weird. Oh, man. But Billy Corrigan's my superstar of the week. Weird is great. Weird is great. Um, I am going to go with there's one guy who really stood out to me when Raw went, took, or put SmackDown under siege. And that was when Braun Strowman came out and just started destroying everybody. So I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. Um, I'm going to give both rosters their due on this whole angle. Uh, this is a great angle, you know, and everybody's going all in on it and everything. Um, there's even a little side plot with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens doing their own thing and everything. So I think I think the whole roster deserves a good round of applause and Superstar of the Week for just, you know, making it believable, you know, for the past couple of weeks. Honestly, you know, Honestly, Survivor Series has had one of the better builds that they've had for a pay-per-view in the past couple of years. There's yes. I don't think there's been a better build than a pay-per-view for this one. This is a better view yep. for a Survivor this is a better build for a Survivor Series than I've seen in a very long time. Agree. Not just a Survivor Agreed. Series but for a pay-per-view in general. Yes. And I'll I'll I'm going to make everybody my superstar of the week. Good job. So, um, job. my two things I need to plug, um we've got this weekend a benefit show in Mount Carmel, Tennessee. Um, it's at the uh, new National Guard Armory building, and it 100% benefits giving toys to needy children. Um, oh, so nice. we want to awesome. make sure awesome. uh, we get the word out about that. Uh, it's Mount Carmel, Tennessee, National Guard Armory. It's this Saturday, I'm pretty sure bell time is around 7. Okay. So, um, you know, and, it, and 100% of the proceeds, all of the wrestlers have donated their time everyone's donated and you know, everything that they normally get paid, it's not happening. So they've donated their time. They've donated everything. So come and see a really good show benefit show that uh, these guys are going to have a lot of fun. on. Um, also uh, December 2nd, we're back at the Kingsport civic auditorium. I told you we announced a war games match. Well, that's when the war games match is happening. Um, it's going to be the uh, team innovate pro wrestling versus the Illuminati team, which is the, uh, the big heel group that's uh, in Innovate right now. Illuminatus. The Illuminati. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, that's going to be a really good show too. Um, War Games match, going to be really interesting, really quick. Um, the War Games match that we did in Johnson City was very well done. Um, you know, we had some unfortunate language that leaked out over the microphone uh, at the end of the night, but wait, wait, I, I wait, thought, wait, I wait, thought wait. for the most part, everybody did very well as 
on that whole show up until that point. So does that mean Eric Wayne showed up for a show up there? No, no I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. think I might have met an Eric Wayne lookalike <laughs> over here. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, that's all I got. Okay. Um, Chris, you guys got anything? Yeah, Chris, where can folks find you on social media? Where is where can they get to find listen to Trivial Warfare and all that fun stuff? Absolutely. You can find me at on Twitter at TWA Warmup Chris. Uh, Facebook page is the Trivial Warfare Army. Uh, you can definitely find that out. And then you can find us on iTunes, Sketcher, um, any podcast app that is out there. And actually, very, very soon, you can find us on Spotify. So that'll be a lot awesome. of fun. But that's probably a couple weeks away. Awesome. Chris, I really want to thank you for coming on and doing these shows. These are so much fun. And you guys over at Trivia Warfare, it is you guys have the perfect traveling podcast because <laughs> like we went we we uh we drove to New Orleans recently to go see the Bucks get their butts kicked by the Saints and sure enough we had a couple of that made that drive just a tad bit shorter getting to listen to those Trivial Warfare podcasts. So thanks and you guys are doing great work over there. Um folks you can get to our podcast on iTunes and wherever podcasts are available. If you're on iTunes, while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It helps us get more um, exposure, and that's never a bad thing. Once again, follow us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. I am at one Dangerous Dan, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Also, we are on, like I said, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast, and OversellPod.com is the website. We are going to get out of here. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.